This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Live and local in the morning from 6 to 9, covering all of your favorite teams with analysis and opinions to carry you through the morning on the Blitz 1170 and streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. We want to hear from you. Tweet slash X us at the Blitz 1170 or the text line is always open at 918-262-5072. Now it's time for the Morning Blitz. Here's Rick Corey. Sometimes it never feels like it'll get here, but it did. It is Friday. Welcome in. It is 6 a.m. And you know what that means? The day started, which means, hey, sooner or later, the day's going to finish, too. That's Bryce Saltz. That brought a smile to his face in the next room on a day that will be 71 degrees. A wonderful weekend, too, for the first time in a while. It's going to be nice during the week and during the weekend, so you got a chance to get out and do whatever you'd like to do. Welcome in to a Friday morning. And, you know, the intro there says tweet, you know, call, whatever you'd like and yesterday was the first day and i bet three weeks was zero interaction so we'd Man. like we'd like to end that and have some of that today at 918-262-5072 or neuropathy treatment clinic of oklahoma text line or you can call us at 918-879-1170 what do we do do today all kinds of things high school basketball playoffs are underway and there were some oof, there were some games <laughs> and uh, as a matter of fact we'll talk about that today with booker t's head coach after they won a uh, pretty impressive game, I guess you'd call it. Um, yeah, they scored a hundred points, uh, and, pretty and handily. Not, yeah, and they're not the only ones. I mean, there were you know, some of the losers scored twenty nine, thirty two, in that range, and that's the way it works early on because of some of the bracketing and that kind of thing. Uh, Rudy over at Union got a birthday present from his guys when they won. So we'll get into some of those today. We also will talk about the Thunder being back last night, and they were and back and playing very well. Big upset last night in college basketball. We have Bedlam basketball this weekend and potentially the last time. I say potentially because, you know, they could play in the tournament, but potentially. Uh, and then we've got other, you know, of course, basketball during the weekend, and we have a lot of softball and baseball all weekend long starting today, and we'll talk about all those things that we have coming up. The uh, There were other announcements yesterday about the new EA Sports game that will be out uh, in June, July, August. Typically July. Yeah, in that Late range. <clears throat> and they announced some of the announcer voices. One of them was a little odd to me, uh, but we'll, we'll get into those things. They also announced how the players can opt in if they choose and what they get and won't get. And I'm just thinking, we have some players who just say no. Mm. And if you, according well, like to... A, like a boycott, if you will? No, not a boycott, but mm. the NIL deal is 600 bucks a person plus a copy of the game. Right. And what do you think the game will sell for? What's tradition? I, I bet it'll be like 70 bucks. Okay. Uh, so that's not that big a premium unless they it's really... typically 60, but I bet it's like 70. Yeah, unless they hit it really hard that first time. But at any rate, so you get 600 bucks and that. Well, what if you are looking at really big NIL deals and you go, yeah, no, I, that's, I'm, it's worth more than that. I'm worth more than that. If, right. if you're Caleb Williams, which, you know, he's going to be gone, but if you're Caleb Williams and this was this year and he was back as a senior, would he want the 600 bucks? Now you can look at it two different ways. Your NIL people could go, oh, that makes you even more popular because there's NIL in the game. And the transfer portal in the game, which is going to be pretty <laughs> fascinating to see how that works. Uh, or, or they could tell you, yeah, you know, we're paying you, so let's just keep it to to this. And I don't know. I mean, depending on which boardroom you're in at the time, remember there's some people who in those boardrooms thought new Coke was a good idea too. <laughs> so there'll be somebody in the boardroom somewhere that goes, no, that's really our thing. Let's let's say no to that. 
And apparently the game, which in the past, and you'll know way more about this than me, you could kind of make a player up or construct them. Yeah. And apparently now if a player opts out, you cannot. There is mm-hmm. no way they'll allow that. I don't know how they go about the algorithms and the ones and the zeros that do that. They'll recognize the names mm-hmm. and well, block it. But I get. But I mean, even if you created a player, and I guess it was like that player anyway. Mm-hmm. I just saw that too. So there, there were there were there was excitement yesterday when the, when the excitement wasn't the cell phone thing and the big outage yesterday. Then it was this. Yeah. It was hey, what are we going to do with this? What are we going to do with this? When we uh, when Lindsay and I pulled in, and, and fortunately, uh, what service do you have? AT&T. Yeah, I have Verizon. Mine never went out. Did yours? I don't really know because I, I, I guess I just happened to not use it around that time. So I never really thought about it until I saw the news about it. Yeah, well, who was it? Uh, Jeremy. And how came, long was it? Yeah, Jeremy came in right before 9 and um, told us there was an outage. He said, just in case, you know, your stuff's mm-hmm. being affected. And my phone sits here in front of me all the time because I get text there as well as I do on the text board. And so I'm looking at it, and I never saw it go out. And we didn't, mine didn't go out in all our services. Verizon, all ours worked fine. But when we got yesterday down to Oklahoma Proton for Lindsay's treatment, we walked in about 1240, and the ladies were all abuzz. About this, and <laughs> it just makes me laugh. It was it went straight to it was a terrorist act, Ooh. and uh, then right. it was well maybe it was, and because the one lady one lady very sweet lady says you know I I I have people in Hawaii I know people in Hawaii and I said oh, okay, and she says well you know they had a they had an, a, a threatened attack today, and so they you know they then their cell phones all went out, so she said I I know this is true because I I have people there. And I said all right. Okay, and I said, hey, do you remember what was it almost two years ago? There was a missile launch alert saying there were missiles on the way to Hawaii, and for 30 to 45 minutes they believed it was the case that there was a missile launch at Hawaii, and they were putting people in shelters and things like that before they realized it was a false alarm. And I said, you know, that, that happened a couple of years ago. And, and she's immediately starting to Google. You know, she's doing what you do when I put when I say a name. <laughs> you don't recognize it. She's hitting the Google on that thing. But she was convinced. They were both convinced that it was completely terrorism. And Carly stepped in. You know, Carly Rush, who was with us the first 18 months, now right there at the drive, 92.9, stepped in and said, hey, did your phone go out? And I said, no. And she said, well, you know, they said it was an update, which does make sense. Because where I used to work... <laughs> They were famous for doing this. Um, I don't know, 32 radio stations and 10 TV stations, whatever it was in that group. They were famous for at 8 a.m. on a Friday, they would push out an update to all the computers, and it would shut them all down. I mean, you'd be at work, you'd be doing your thing, and then at 8 a.m., everything just stops working. That's the middle of your broadcast. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) In the middle of the morning broadcast, which there's a, I could get into Radio 101, but I won't do that. (laughs) And then, you know, 10, 15 minutes, it would all start to build itself back up, but you'd be really kind of, you know, it'd be H-E-Double Toothpicks. Yeah, Yeah, it'd be H-E-Double Toothpicks for a while, and then it would kind of start to bring its way back, and we would tell them, hey, could we not do this? Could we do this, like, overnight? Well, you know, the engineers would have to go in overnight. Oh, I'd hate to inconvenience them instead of the, you know, making sure that the (laughs) live show's not on. Right. Now, our guys here, Brett's not that way. Brett does that kind of stuff weekends and nights, but they do that over there. They're famous for it. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if some Yahoo at AT&T went, here's a good idea. <laughs> Just push that this button. What does plug do? Yeah. yeah, exactly. If I pull this out, and apparently went out. Now, I know that some other, apparently some other services were, had, a, had an issue because they go by those um, outage websites. Hmm. And it was, you know, 
tens or hundreds of thousands for AT&T. And for, say, like Verizon, it was 1,800 people. Well, that's nationwide. I think T-Mobile was 1,400 nationwide. You know, so it wasn't a lot of people for the other services, but they were pointing out other services were too. Well, yeah, there's always an outage somewhere. It's a cell phone network. It's gonna That's going to happen. But that was the big buzz yesterday. And then as soon as that kind of calmed down, it was to EA Sports. And it was to who the announcers are going to be, and it was to how you can build a player and who can opt in. Uh, and according to what I saw yesterday, all 134 teams have quote-unquote opted in. That doesn't mean every player from every team has. But they do right. get – they got their paperwork yesterday or their emails that they'll fill out and send back whether or not they want to be involved. So I'm not sure which way that'll go. I'm sure there'll be I'm sure there'll be some players who say no. I would think most of them would say yes, and I think most of the NIL people would want that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would think so. It's um, an advertisement, right? Yeah, it's an advertisement. I mean, I I'm I'm just thinking about how I'll find my way around this eventually, <laughs> and I'll 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 find you know the second string left guard for Arkansas State and create that, and they won't they won't notice a thing. And I'll be and, I'll be able to get around and it. They say they will. Yeah, uh, and today, oh, also we need to pour one out for the Delaware Hens. Uh, they will be the 135th FBS that's team. That's true. So they are just on the outside looking in. Yeah, and, and, and they they you know they get in, and then yeah, I saw that too yesterday. There was a there was a meme with a, a fighting hen in a business suit in court trying <laughs> to get into video. Yeah, that's uh, the famous Eric Andre <laughs> yeah. trying to get into the Democratic convention. Oh, trust me, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, I spent time. Uh, so doing good. that trust me i i know i know some of the weirdness that can happen outside or inside one of those things mm-hmm. all right so what else today well nick saban has spoken up about being a voice of reason in college football now that he is out of the game and can say whatever he wants there we go yeah the uh remember the character eli manning created chad powers i do it is now going to be a tv show <laughs> it's going to be a lot like ted lasso apparently but it will not be eli as Chad Powers, which I think is too bad. I thought he was kind of fun with that. And it's Eli's brother's studio, Omaha Productions, who will be doing this. The guy who will do it and play the part, Glenn Powell, who is in everything yeah. now. He is Top Gun. Yeah, he's Top Gun. He's in that rom-com uh, that's out. and With, with uh, yeah. Yeah, that guy Her. and the girl and the place and the thing. and <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Anyone but you. Yeah. yeah. Sydney Sweeney. I've, I was kind of distracted by her. Mostly. Who, by the way, will be hosting SNL in not this weekend, but next weekend. I will be tuning in. <laughs> You're, you're so you're so transparent. My wife why, came, why try to hide it? You my know what wife I'm came home and said, "Who is Sydney Sweeney?" And I, I showed her one picture, and she went, "Oh, <laughs> said, yeah. yeah, that's that's who she is." At any rate, uh, Glenn Glenn Powell is going to be the guy, and, and then the movie "Anybody But You." There was one of those made exactly like that with Julia Roberts and. Um, Mm, Ocean's Eleven, um, mm. Brad Pitt, and... I'll help. <clears throat> I'll try. Jeez, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Why did uh, his name suddenly escape me? Derma- no, no. Uh, nope, that's for the new movie. No, 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 no. It- <clears throat> I'm sorry, Rick. <laughs> the The Google fingers aren't helping right you now. You do not know how sorry I am for not being able to think. <laughs> He's in the coffee commercials. You know, he is the... Uh, the uh, my, the nephew of famous people, and oh, for the love of God. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, those two are in one just like that, except they were Brad an Pitt? old. No, Brad Pitt's p- partner in those movies. Oh, I um, just saw a picture of him drinking some coffee, so I just, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I was Googling coffee ad. George Clooney. Thank okay. you. That's my, I just finally came to me. So Clooney and, and 
and and um, Julia Roberts are in one where they're a divorced couple yeah, who go to yeah, an yeah. island and their kids are getting married, and so they, of course, they get back together. But it's really the same movie. Mm-hmm. And then there's one with J Lo and somebody where they're getting married, and it ends up at, like you know on an island, and they're you know ends up being terrorists involved. I mean, anyway, there are three or four exactly like that one. But Glenn Powell's going to be the guy. All that to say, Glenn Powell's going to be the guy in Chad Chad, Chad Powers, which I went a long way to get to. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, you remember the streaker from the Super Bowl? And it turned out the guy yeah. had made a prop bet that there would mm. be a streaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Well, Poor he, he, for a streaker. he won, you know, on the prop bet, he, you'd win a lot of money, right? <laughs> you haven't seen the fine. <laughs> uh. Tell you what the fine is. I, we will get into some of those basketball scores I told you about. Uh, what else? Mm, uh, let's see. Um I had a couple of other interesting notes just to get to. Oh, the NCAA made some new rules yesterday about recruiting. That we will, you know, they'd already they'd already said no to the photo shoots because every time somebody committed, the school and the player would have all these cool pictures of them in the uniforms, and everybody has this little room with all their setups and that kind of thing, and people go in there and they put on the uniforms and they they pose and they do their thing, which is, I don't see anything wrong with that. What the hell's wrong with that? Sometimes they get the parents involved too. Oh yeah, those yeah, those yeah. Are fun. Well, and you know, Brian Kelly was involved at LSU where he's standing there and he's looking as goofy as he did when he yeah. tried to say family. That, that slow moving yeah. camera around yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, and a Cajun accent, that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, uh, and so we'll uh, we'll talk about that one right there. And let's see, there's a couple other things. Yeah, there's just little notes here and there as we roll along. Now, as far as guests today, you, you have been told the Corn Ferry Tour is coming to Norman in June, and that's you know it's cool because those guys are one step below PGA, which means they're they're close to their mm-hmm. cards, and it's cheap. It's like twenty five bucks, yeah. and like parking is free, and then there's a shuttle that's free, and I mean everything that you know from majors, which are fun and cool. This is a, it's kind of the spring training of golf, maybe. Mm-hmm. Names aren't quite the same, but you understand. However, Jack Nicholas will be here. Well, today we're going to talk to Ken McLeod from Golf Oklahoma, and he's going to tell us all about how this happened because he was digging some insight yesterday. So we'll get that from him. Eli Brown from Booker T will be with us. Uh, Jay Williams did it again on Caitlin Clark, who, by the way, had a tough night last night at, at, by her standards. Uh, and, we, of course, we'll have this day in sports history with Bryce at uh, 6.50 this morning, brought to you by Tri-Ally Institute. So all that on a Friday and your interaction at 918 I'm surprised someone didn't go George Clooney and just send that right, right. away when my stupidity kicked in. <laughs> Is How many things has that dude been in and kind of dominated lately? Oh, By yes. the way, the funniest scene in all those Oceans movies are when <laughs> when all the guys are, are uh, somebody says, well, you know, at your age, and Clooney goes, how old do you think I am? And they, and they, they kind of looked, I think it was Don Cheadle kind of looked at him and screamed on his face, 42? And he goes, you think I'm 40? And he goes to all the other guys, and he's incredulous, and they're all like, 46, 44? And they go, like, why are you staying in the 40 right, range, right? man? And he's looking really offended. Oh, those were fantastic movies. It's 6.15. This is the Blitz 1170. That's Bryce Hollis. I'm Rick Corey. This is Friday, and let's do it together right here on the Blitz. Don't look now, but the Blitz is on TikTok. Follow along at the Blitz 1170. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. There's Bedlam basketball here on the Blitz tomorrow afternoon as the Oklahoma State Cowboys will host the Oklahoma Sooners in Gallagher-Iba. The pregame starts at 2 with a 3 o'clock tip-off here on the Blitz 1170. There's also Bedlam hockey tomorrow afternoon as OSU and OU face off at the BOK Center. The puck drops at 4 o'clock. 
And the Tulsa Golden Hurricane will be looking for a big bounce back opportunity as they will host the Charlotte 49ers tomorrow night at the Reynolds Center. Tip off is at 7 starting with a 6.30 pregame. You can listen to all of it over on Big Country 99.5. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Olson, the Boots 1170 and streaming on the Boots 1170 app. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. Love to. There's no question about that. 620 here on the Blitz 1170. He is Bryce Hulse. I am Rick Corey. This is weekend also has XFN uh, 389. That's tonight out at River Spirit. So we talked to Dale Cook about that yesterday. A couple of really good fights, including a, seven, a 6'6 dude in the cage. That has to be fun. That's a lot of that's a lot of territory to defend at 6'6, don't you think? Oh, yeah. But that, that seems like the perfect type of structure for a kickboxer, right? Well, I don't <laughs> know. I mean, that, that also leaves a lot to get hit. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you got a lot of torso to cover up right there. And, you know, you mm-hmm. get one of those nice knees to the torso and, to the, of course, to the face anyway. But, I mean, you... you that's tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they've got reach, and if they keep you at reach because the six six stage really a boxer at heart, that's great. But as soon as it might get to the offense. body, they'll tie you into a pretzel. It'd <laughs> uh, uh, be interesting, and that'll be fun tonight. All right, at six twenty here on the Blitz eleven seventy. We told you a moment ago that the the nil do, if you will, or the money involved with the EA Sports game, will be six hundred dollars per player if they opt in. Times about eleven players. So you do the math. That's a lot of money EA Sports is going to put out. Now, if they do sell the game, and you have to do a lot of math on this, if they do sell the game for 70 bucks, let's say, and let's say they sell 2 million copies, well, then they're going to certainly make their money back. You're still talking about a lot of money if you're going to pay all the players. I wonder if they are counting on not having to pay everybody. I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't see why they would just because of, how long this has been uh, longed for, for about over a decade now. But, I mean, maybe that's kind of the idea that they're getting. But I, I would think that at this point, just the exposure and just the the culture that's been built around this game, I feel like that would be enough for many players to maybe not be as greedy besides the Caleb Williams of the world. Mm-hmm. If they all opt in, that is $6.6 million. <laughs> paid out just to the players in this game. Then you'd have to do the math on, you know, if you how many you sell before you can make all that back. And, of course, there may be ancillary money coming off that as well. Uh, so that is their initial. Now, they've also announced their announcers for the game. And this is a big deal. I get it. So it's Fowler and Herb Street, and I certainly get that. Yeah. Kevin Connors, meh. Mm-hmm. Jesse Palmer and David Pollock. I found the last three puzzling. Yeah, and, you know, Holly Rowe kind of uh, came in a little bit. She shared and said, hello, sideline reporter for 30 years. But, yeah, I, I guess that Jesse Palmer and Kevin Connors would be the studio update guys. I guess, but I, I got to tell you. Pollock, may, didn't Pollock get ousted from game day? So. He, did, he did. Now, that was amongst, uh, you know, Pollock did fine in game day, at or least ESPN in my in opinion. general, right? Yeah. Pollock, in my opinion, did fine with the ESPN. As a matter of fact, at times I thought he was really good. However, they was just part of all their bloodletting. And for them, you know, he was the guy, okay, he would stand there because he was he's ridiculously athletic and he's he's the guy who won't eat anything that doesn't grow. And yeah, I mean, he's his if you ever watched him on set when they bring in the food, you know, Desmond yeah. dives into the pies and cakes and whatever, and everybody else jumps into the meat, whatever. This dude wouldn't touch anything. 
He had he doesn't eat sugar. It's like Rob Lowe. You know, Rob <laughs> Lowe said he hadn't touched bread in ten years. Mm-hmm. This cat wouldn't do that, and he was he was ultra fit. Uh, so he'd do the thing where he'd stand there and he'd jump up on the hay bales or whatever, you know, the standing high jump kind of thing. And, and yeah. you'd see that he was impressive, all those things. We knew he had a good career when he was a player, but he wasn't flashy. You know, you got the McAfee's of the world who are getting attention. And whether you get attention on a really positive side or really negative side, it's still attention. And there's no such thing as bad advertising, mm-hmm. which we have proven every time somebody, every time a quote unquote sex tape is found, whoever that person is, they shoot to start them. Yeah. Right. It's not that we look at those things as a collective and say, well, I'm disgusted by that. You might on the outside, but then you're home Googling, how do I find Sidney Sweeney's? (laughs) I mean, so that's the reality of it. And not that he has that. I'm not saying that. But when you when you throw McAfee on a set, there's just explosions everywhere. And that's what people want. Uh, Pollock, though, I still thought was odd because of getting ousted like that, which not his fault. But he's kind of fallen away from the national attention. I think Jesse Palmer, I can't stand Jesse Palmer. Why? Uh, I don't know. I, it's the hair. It's the <laughs> smile. It's the perfect thing. It's the game, or not the game shows, but Bachelor, the, yeah, Bachelorette. It's, it's Bachelorette. that garbage he does. And look, I don't have a problem with guy having a varied career. I really don't. But I have a hard time taking you seriously as a commentator in sports when I know you're doing that. And if you know what? For anybody who loves The Bachelor, I apologize, but mm-hmm. really? <laughs> I see more of a, uh, like, more as a celebrity than a talking, like, sports host. To me, yes. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I can't take, I can't take him. And I just don't have that much experience with Connors. So uh, I don't know really what to think about that. But I did think the Holly Rose of the world, especially, how in the world do you leave her out? Yeah, uh, it, it, that doesn't make any sense to me. Now, I, if you're going to buy the game at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two, then Rob the Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. Tell me what you think. Is that is that okay with you? Yeah, it, it, I've not I, again. I've not played these games before, but I have heard the voices of like Herb Street and Fowler on video games before, mm-hmm. and it is so hard to sound realistic. Yeah, and I, you can tell. Mm-hmm. It used to be. I remember. Interestingly enough, it was Brad Nessler was always kind of the voice early on mm-hmm. and Herb Street. And, yeah, it's it's always funny because they're never really talking about the game, right? You know, you kind of have to make it work. Right. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of fun. But. And, and I can imagine as somebody who does voice work, you go into a studio and they present you with a script and you have to recreate this. That's not easy. It might You might say at home, oh, I can do that all day. Mm-hmm. Come on in. Mm-hmm. We'll put you in the studio and we'll and we'll see how that goes. And you might be amazing, but that's not easy to do. So I, I wonder just how, how many takes, how long. I wonder what they're getting paid. But mm-hmm. I did I did like, obviously, the Herb Street and Fowler. The others, I don't know. I just don't get it. And I do believe absolutely Holly Rose should be in there. But, I mean, come on, I would have put other guys in there. I mean, there are other really good play-by-play guys and color guys out there that, in my mm-hmm. opinion, ought to be in there. When it comes to studio people, I mean, EA's – who is EA owned by? Is it Sony? I don't know. I'd have to look up. Yeah, I'm not sure who they're owned by, but you know, almost everybody's owned by either Disney or somebody like that nowadays. So you never know if they're all tied in together. Sometimes behind the scenes, and you don't even know it. But I wondered if they, whoever they're owned by, if they are, you know, have been pointing towards certain people or networks or that kind of thing. Mm. Who are they owned by? They are. Mm. This is asking if it's owned by Microsoft, and they said they don't. They they just bring up Electronic Arts, so I don't know exactly who they're 
owned by here. Parent company is? Yeah. I, I, I wondered if that had anything to do with who they approached. Otherwise, it was formed by a former Apple employee. Yeah. Otherwise, look around. I mean, there are so many other really wonderful talents you could have. And quite honestly, you know, when it comes to colleges, why wouldn't you go to Bruce Howard? Why wouldn't you go to Toby Rowland? Why mm-hmm. wouldn't you go to Dave? And why wouldn't you use their voice? I mean, those are their teams. Yeah. Does it, does it get right back into where you were about money? You know, yeah. Well, how <laughs> much are you paying the other guys? Yeah. What, what do you think you're paying? What do you think? you think they're paying Herb Street and Fowler just enough to go get a cheeseburger? <laughs> I mean, come on. If you're mm-hmm. going to pay those guys, you could pay somebody who's real doing mm-hmm. this. I mean, not that they're not real, but somebody who does it every day. I, I, I don't know. To me, that would kind of make some sense, too. And maybe money-wise, and probably logistically, it'd be a giant pain because some guys would want to and some guys wouldn't want to. But would mm-hmm. you like that, or would you prefer to have the national voices? I, I would like that, but I, I just don't, I'm just i not sure how it's feasible. Like, that's my only thing, is I think that would be pretty cool to I be able to have that. I didn't ask if it was feasible. I said, would you like it? <laughs> yeah, I would. Because it's probably it, not feasible. No, I yeah. mean, it's just too logistically difficult. But, you know, you can do the same thing with them. You can do it with the players. And then and for guys like that, I mean, it's what we do for a living. And, I mean, I'm not talking to me. They don't need to contact me. But if they got a hold of Bruce, Toby, and, and Dave, all they have to do is send them scripts. Oh, yeah. They'd record them and send them mm-hmm. right back, and it really would be pretty And, and get their own catchphrases for their own players, right? That'd yeah. That'd be pretty cool. You'd have, you know, you'd have unhitch the wagons, mm-hmm. and, you know, you'd, you'd have pistols firing and good night Vienna, and, you know, you'd have those things in there. And, gosh, if you're a, a fan of that team, why wouldn't you like that? Yeah. And I got to tell you, as somebody who loves to listen on my way home from one of our broadcasts or, or one of our road trips, and I'm talking about Tulsa, of course, uh, when I'm on the way home, I love to tune in and get guys from all over the country and and the cat at ohio state whose name i can't remember is stinking amazing and then you get some people and you're like really you you broadcast a division one team but i love doing it i I just absolutely love doing it all right a couple other things yesterday i talked about the ncaa making some rule changes i'll give you those and for the most part they're kind of small it makes me wonder if there's just somebody in a closet over there because i'm i'm convinced the ncaa really is just in a closet now I don't think there's a building or an office. They may have a big false front, but they're not doing anything, so they don't really need any space. So I, I just get this picture of this closet with a little tiny, you know, like one-chair desk, a fax machine, and an old-fashioned office light mm. on there. And there's one person in there just going, what can I do today to make them think we're real? That they're really not. So they're coming keep up moving. with things. <laughs> yeah, which I'll tell. Right, yeah, be a moving target. So I'll tell you what those things were next year on the Blitz 1170. It's 6.30. He is Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. 918-262-5072 is the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. Would you like to hear your local announcers in those games? I would love to know. 918-262-5072 here inside the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studios. The Blitz text line is always open. 918-262-5072. You can text us anything you want at any time. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma City Thunder beat the L.A. Clippers 129-107 last night. SGA scored 31 points, Lou Dort had 19, Jalen Williams 18, and Chet Holmgren added 17. The win clinches the series against the Clippers. The Thunder will host the Wizards tonight at 7. You can watch that game on News on 6 Now and Channel 6.3 Tulsa. In college softball yesterday afternoon, the 6th-ranked OSU Cowgirls beat the 4th-ranked Washington Huskies 7 to nothing. The Cowgirls followed it up later in the night with a 6-1 win over USF. Next up is a 3:30 first pitch today against Yale. And the top-ranked OU Sooners will face 20th-ranked Mississippi State today in California. 
first pitch for that one is at 7.30. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, The Blitz 1170 and streaming on The Blitz 1170 app. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. It's the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma. Text line here inside the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. We'd love for you to be on it. I'd like to know if you'd like to have your local announcers. By the way, coaches will not be involved in the EA Sports. So you won't have Kirby Smart or Lane Kiffin or Brent Venables or Mike Gundy or any of those things. That's too bad because if you could design, of course, I don't know how much they'd let you do it. Gundy, I'd, I'd go right back to the mullet. Oh, yeah. Bring it back. Bring out back the Arkansas waterfall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something like, like to that. call it. <laughs> uh, by the way, speaking of Bedlam, we, of course, the tomorrow being basketball and potentially the last time. Uh, we look at tomorrow's wrestling this weekend. Oklahoma State did sell out against Iowa. Not a surprise at all. But it is their first sellout since February of 2019. The way they're, they, they were, they're 14-0, and dual-wise going in. They've been wrestling very well. John Smith, you can tell, is really confident. He, uh, he, I saw him with an interview around the statue there um, a couple of days ago, and he was talking about Oklahoma's you know, program and, and kind of where they have gone and all that. And he talked about some of the history with Iowa. That's, you know, it's going to be really cool. Now, they had over 9,900 to watch Bedlam. So it looks like uh, it's going to be, oh, in the, what, 11,000? What, what, what do they get in there for wrestling overall? I mean, I, I would think you'd have at least thirteen six eleven, and then including the floor seats, so maybe a little bit above what basketball can get at a at a um, at a maximum. Ceiling, at a maximum, yeah, yeah. It said in back in February nineteen, Iowa's last visit to Gallagher, Iowa, it was thirteen eight eleven. Okay, so that's like a couple hundred more than they can yeah. hold. So for basketball, I, yeah. there's some SRO in there as well. Mm. Can you imagine? Now, I, Oklahoma State won that match twenty seven twelve. Can you imagine what it's going to be like in there? I just, oh. I mean, again, I, I was there for the 2019 one, and that was one of the loudest moments, seeing Nick, Nick Piccinini get that pin. Uh, wrestling this year, they've brought a swagger back, they for have. sure. You they know, they've, they've been kind of down <clears throat> by OSU wrestling standards the past few years, but I think bringing in Coleman Scott, poaching him from mm-hmm. North Carolina as the head coach, probably a way as to get him to he- associate head coach as a way to, you know, Kind of put him in the, along. It, well, and, and put him in the waiting room, I think, for you know, if and when John Smith decides to hang it up finally. Um, I think that's probably what was promised to him just by my own thinking to get him from ACC school. Yeah, oh yeah. And um, coaching waiting, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, and so I, I think it's been a it's made a huge difference getting him. I think he's brought a little bit of a an attitude and a swagger with him about what OSU wrestling, you know, has been and can be again. So. You know, and, and John Smith, as much as I like Coach Smith, he is a no nonsense old school guy. And sometimes younger players or younger athletes maybe have a harder time relating to that. And yeah. maybe somebody who's a little bit like, I mean, almost every coach has to have good coach, bad coach. Bill Self was famous for that. Bill Self's the bad guy when he's coaching. Mm-hmm. He's the guy who will rip you up. So now he'll walk off the court and pat you on the back too. So he's one of those guys, like Nolan was the same way. Nolan would just wear you out, but then you wanted to just run through walls for him. Mm-hmm. But most of those coaches will have the good guy, if you will, like Norm had been for for Bill, on the staff. Who you know, they're always the friend. You know, again, good cop, bad cop. Yeah. You know, and some and some coaches aren't the bad guy, and they have to hire that guy. And so maybe what John Smith did in this case, or maybe what Oklahoma State and Weiberg did, is say, you know what, 
he's John Smith, John Smith, and he will always have this job as long as he wants it, and he's really great at what he does. But we also have to relate to younger players, younger athletes, the way they think, the way they're motivated, and say what you will. It's not quite the same. Sure. So maybe that's something along those lines. But I, I agree with you. I can feel that back. But I just think tomorrow in there, homie. And I saw um, – I did see something about how you could watch it, so I'm assuming there's uh, a way. I believe FS1. Okay. So it will be uh, nationally televised, which would be You'll good. probably be able to hear it from here. <laughs> <laughs> right. And isn't it cool to see the building like that again? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, that's the thing is I, I always get kind of frustrated here and there when people talk about, you know, oh, they built it too big and everything. It's like, you know, for, for moments like this, and obviously wrestling isn't going to look like that every weekend. I get no. that. But it's just it's a feeling unlike any other. Whenever you're in that place, when it's packed like that, it's just yeah. on it's on top of you the whole time, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah awesome. they, they didn't build it too big. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, it, they didn't build it too big. Maybe there aren't enough people going. I mean, and there are some places where I guess I understand. You know, in Tulsa, downgraded the size of their stadium. That's okay. Mm-hmm. It's about what they need. SMU did a little bit of that. Now they're going back up for the ACC. But many people did that. You know, Tulane used to play in the in the stick in the Sugar Bowl. What was the old Sugar Bowl? <laughs> Remember that, right? And then they played in the dome for the longest time, and you they get twenty five hundred people in there, and you could fire a shotgun, not hurt anybody. Yeah. And so they moved back to campus in a very small little boutique stadium, and it makes sense, right? So sometimes that's the case. But over there, I mean, there was there's too much history there. There's too much great basketball history there too, to not leave that thing exactly like it is. And you know, and it's you know, it's because of its age, because of the way it's built. There's some things you can't do, but if you can get thirteen in there. You're doing all right. Yeah. If, if if they're in a good position, if OSU basketball is in a much better position, then you'd see that place looking way more full. And mm-hmm. that, I think that's – I know it sounds kind of simple, but I think that's where I get frustrated is, you know, Texas Tech, they're, they have a 14,000-seat arena, and they're, they get compared to OSU a lot. They don't complain. You know, they've been in a position where they've been pretty good, and they don't complain about building it too big because they, they have support. They're good. You know, they have something mm-hmm. going on with basketball. So, again, I know it sounds kind of simple of just be good at the sport, but, <laughs> you know, it's it's true. Well, just something, too, about, you know, be a good fan. Show yeah. up. You know, fans show up when things aren't good. And, and it's very easy to be, you know, to be one of those people who only goes when you're winning. And, and look, I understand, too, that we're at a place, yeah, maybe at Alabama, maybe at Nebraska, where we have all these sellouts, but we know the stadium's not full, and we know corporate's been buying out those tickets the last few years when they've been dreadful. We all understand that. We're not stupid. And we also know that schools announce bought tickets, not rear ends and seats. Right. And I have believed my entire life that you should have to announce both. Mm-hmm. Tickets sold and people who are actually here. And, and every school who does that, and they all do that, will point at the other guy and say, yeah, but that's what they did. So did you. Yeah, uh, just maybe it didn't sound as impressive, you know, when you mm-hmm. did it as it did when they did it. And so now you're jealous about it. And that one has always kind of irritated me, too. But I would rather be, and after years of being in arenas and stadiums, I would rather be in a 13,000-seat arena that's electric than I would be a 19,000-seat arena with 13,000 in it. And 100%. when Memphis was rolling, and I've said this before, and Derrick Rose was there, and the guys that next couple of years after Derrick Rose— Tulsa would go over there to either play them or in that conference tournament because it was there at the FedEx Forum for many years. That building would have 18,000, 19,000, and the Memphis fans would show up in force. They love their basketball, and they were loud. A, a Conference USA Holy team. Holy crap, NBA they were loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were loud. They were full. 
And it, I mean, and it, it, you got ancillary fans, there's no question. And there were fans from the other teams who would come. But trust me, Marshall wasn't bringing a ton of people. <laughs> East mm-hmm. Carolina wasn't bringing a ton of people. Tulsa might take 100, 150, maybe even 200 uh, You know, when you make your runs. Yeah, that's close-ish. But you're not getting you know, all those people. Those people were from Memphis, and they were nuts. Now, later on in that tournament, when they weren't as good and you had 10,000 in there, that's still a lot of people, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. It's just not the same. And, and I've said this before, too. When the Talons went from the convention center where 5,000 were a raucous – mass to six or seven thousand when they got that it to be okay and and you could barely hear them well you yeah. could hear them but it, it just it wasn't the, the same. yeah the intimate setting right you know it, yeah, it doesn't make, it make it all the time yeah they use that word all the time i don't know i mean i guess uh, it's just the fact that it's a smaller arena i mean i mean I, I don't care what the arena looks like on the outside either and i understand like i believe i love the fedex forum and i've, I've said the reasons for it but i also love the pavilion Right here in yeah. Tulsa, that old mm-hmm. building with those old seats and the old, I mean, it just, when mm-hmm. you walk into it, it feels like it's really close to them having to tear it down. <laughs> but I love that place and I love the atmosphere in there. And I used to watch indoor soccer in there. And that's where the, you know, the, the, the uh, they weren't the D League team, but the old Tulsa um, 66ers. Yeah, the 66ers yeah. played. And some of those guys played in there. Tulsa basketball played in there many years ago after being at the Armory. And it was always fun. I mean, the Actar Shrine Circus is there this weekend. You know, mm-hmm. if, if Lindsay were where she could get out and move around we'd go to that this weekend just to go to that building yeah <laughs> so because I, I love the building and you know i've got to tell you when that place was rocking with indoor soccer which was like pinball with people holy crap it was fun mm. I, it was it was loud it was noisy and the popcorn was falling from the roof and i mean literally occasionally it would shake so much that yeah. dust would fall from those <laughs> those metal beams I think that's pretty cool, personally. Uh, by the way, we got a text here at 918-262-5072. This comes from Steve, and he said, I can't wait for this discussion come summertime from you guys. So there's a link there, and I thought, hmm, I wonder what he's talking about. Now, Steve's in sports, and so Steve understands when you're doing what we do, when football season's over, uh, between now and football season. <laughs> Media days. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have college basketball, and especially when your teams are really good, but even when they're okay, you've got college basketball, and you'll follow it. And then tournament time will be fun, and you'll do that. And then you have this time after that where, you know, in the last couple of years, we had the PGA, and we had live, so we had things, and we're going to have the Corn Ferry, but it's not quite the level as other two, obviously. And there are times during this time of the year when you're thinking, okay, what do we do? <laughs> we do. I like to do more in-depth stuff. Like, I want Bill Blankenship to come up. And actually, I texted Bill. By the way, you're listening to the Blitz 1170. He's Bryce Hall, Summer at Corey. I texted Bill, oh, it was about 10 days ago, and I said, hey, man, I want you to come up. I want to do that hour we talked about and kind of recap your career, talk about things moving forward. And he responded, would love to, but I'm in the Caribbean until the 21st. <laughs> Good for you. Live in retirement. Absolutely. <laughs> so he should be back now. I'll give him a little bit to, to get settled, and we'll do things like that. You know, we had, our, we had many of our high school coaches come up for an hour. I think it's interesting to hear from those people. If you're not involved in their program, you might not care. But if their program has been beating yours, maybe you should. Mm-hmm. And maybe you should pay attention. Yeah. And maybe, you know, get something out of that. But I want to get Bill up here. But to Steve's point, yeah, this time of year. Well, I opened the link, and the link says, what's the most unrealistic thing you can recall happening in a sports movie? That's perfect. That's what we in this business call an evergreen. That means no matter mm-hmm. when it's you bring solid. this up, when everything else is going, well, nothing. This is somewhat interesting. 
And mm-hmm. yes, Steve, that is a fantastic one. And some of the responses, how about a werewolf in a basketball game? <laughs> <laughs> Teen Wolf. All right. Yeah, all right. I got you. I, I'm with you. I understand exactly what you're talking about. Yes, Steve. Uh, I can see us doing that sometime during the summer because you just never know. 647 on the Blitz 1170. I told you I'd tell you about the NCAA. You know, they'd already done away with photo shoots. And I can somebody help me with why? Honestly, I really think that your point is probably best about just a guy in a closet, in a closet just somewhere. trying to. <laughs> we need to be doing stuff to make sure people know that we're still alive over here. People think we're still alive over here. <laughs> Not no, it would be think is like, okay, what can we do today to send out something from the NCAA so we'll believe that building, which is probably nothing more than office space rented out to somebody else, that building is real and we're doing things. So they do away with photo shoots. Every recruit does them. Every recruit does them. The school doesn't care. It's digital. They're not, you know, it's not like they're developing film and losing money. They like it, that kind of thing. I don't get it. And then the kid leaves, and and they post it on their social media consistently, and the school puts it on their social media, and everybody's happy. Whatever reason, the NCAA said, no, that's not good anymore. So now there's a new email yesterday. You can no longer decorate prospects' hotel rooms on official visits. Of course. These are (laughs) These are are priorities. Oh, (laughs) I cannot imagine how college sports would have gone forward without that rule. Can you imagine a kid walks into a room and there's Alabama, Oklahoma, USC, whatever themed stuff in there? You know, the little banners and the colors and maybe a pom-pom and who knows what else. You know, the little plastic cup that's that's just the wrong size to use for anything, but you keep it. Well, yeah. And then you find out, you know, like in four years, you have a cabinet full of that garbage, and when you open the, the cabinet, it all falls out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those. And and you know what I'm talking about at home, right? Because I hate that stuff, and I will throw it away when my wife's not looking, and she'll never notice because she keeps everything. Mm. She'll never notice. And then one day she'll go, hey, where is that uh, angel's cup? I don't know. Never seen it. No, I don't know. That sucker has been recycled many weeks ago. Anyway, so you can't do that anymore because, for God's sake— that's just cheating. Then, and this is big too, all cookie cakes and snacks must be handed to recruits in the lobby. Ooh. Cannot hand it to them anywhere else. Can't hand it to them outside. If can't hand it to them in the room. Can't hand it to them at the school. It's got to be in the lobby. If you do it in the parking lot, Oklahoma State basketball is going to get a two-year ban. That could that happen. I, I'm yep. just saying. So once again, the NCAA, there's that little person in that little old accounting type hat and the little stupid lamp on there. The desk is about two square feet. It's a single chair, wooden, by the way, that's cricket, it's rickety and falling apart. There's a dial phone. And an ashtray. Ooh. And there's yeah. one person sitting there staring at that desk thinking, how can we make them think we're real today? He's going, should we overhaul the transfer portal and NIL and just do a deep discussion on that and try to change? No, let's no. talk about cookie cakes. Yeah, let's do cookie cakes in rooms. Because, you know, when you decorate a kid's room, that's it. I don't care what the press box looks like. I don't care what the locker room looks like. don't care how big your stadium is. I don't see if, if you've had national championships. Heisman trophies don't matter. But if you decorate the guy's room or the young lady's room. you got trouble coming. Sorry. Yeah. That's the lunacy, the stupidity that is the NCAA. Jump on board. <laughs> 650 on the Blitz 1170. Hey, we'll go back in time a little bit with Bryce Sulse next, brought to you by This Day in Sports History by, of course, Triad Eye Institute. Then we'll have some not sports coming up next right here on the Blitz 1170. The Blitz 1170, your new home for Rich Eisen. 
From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. There's Bedlam hockey tomorrow afternoon as OSU and OU face off at the BOK Center. The puck drops at 4 o'clock. There's also Bedlam basketball, and you can hear here on the Blitz this uh, tomorrow afternoon. Oklahoma State will be hosting OU and GIA. The pregame starts at 2 with a 3 o'clock tip-off here on the Blitz 1170. And the Tulsa Golden Hurricane will be looking for a big bounce-back opportunity as they will host the Charlotte 49ers tomorrow night at the Reynolds Center. Tip-off is at 7, starting with a 6.30 pregame. You can listen to all of it over on Big Country 99.5. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.